So I'm sitting here in my office getting ready to assemble and edit this program for today. And I'm wondering to myself, what are we going to see in the year of 2023? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. It's hard for me to believe there's only a few days left in 2022. In some ways, I'm glad. In some ways, I'm sad. And I'm looking back over this this past year and even a little bit more than, than a year. Hindsight is always 2020. You know that. I know that. And I'm thinking that we have two full years of broadcasting under our belt and part of 2020. And I'm trying to think of where this program is heading to as we go into 2023. I had my thoughts a year ago, what I thought would happen in 2022. And so many things changed and didn't even realize the changes were coming a year ago. To give you a couple of examples, my wife and I decided in the spring of this year to to make a change we had not anticipated. We had been blessed with this small home condominium up in the mountains. Long story for another day. And it was a wonderful place for us to launch this radio program and allow family to have a place to stay at our home in Florida for a while as well. And so, yeah, we would travel back and forth occasionally to Florida and spend some time there. But in that little quiet place in the mountains is where this radio program was born in a very, very small room, not much bigger than a closet. And when it started in 2020, I, I thought maybe this program will have merit for maybe six months or maybe maybe even a year. I doubted in my heart and mind that I would go more than a year. But it happened anyway, in spite of ourselves. Early this year, you know, last year actually, the daughter and husband uh, moved from New Jersey in 2021 to a small town in Virginia to get away from New Jersey and take a big gamble and start a business. And we came to visit and we fell in love with this little community here in the Southwest Virginia mountains. And we're getting older. It's, it's, we need to be near family. And so we decided to sell the place in Georgia and we bought the place here. Little did I know when we were doing all this and I was starting to have a health issue that I'd never seen in my life before that I'd be facing, um, a health problem. We'll talk about it more tomorrow. I think it'll all resolve well. But we made the decision and we moved here. And so this is going to be an unusual year coming up. By the way, now just because Walmart says that Christmas is over doesn't mean it is. In the real tradition, the first day of Christmas is Christmas Day. Guess what today is? On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. I just wanted to get that out of the way at the beginning of the program. Yes, today is the fourth day of Christmas, though the world could care less. The world has moved on. It's going on to other things. 
Today, I just want to spend a few minutes here at the beginning of the program just just sharing a few things from my heart and my mind as we end this year. And I begin to wonder what's going to happen in the year of 2023. When we go back a year ago, I had other plans for 2022, and, and many of them never occurred. We've talked about a number of the issues that continued from 2021. And we have seen, it's one of the things I said back in the summer and as we went into the fall, I felt this really powerful message on my heart. And I don't want to say that I'm some kind of a prophet. I'm not, I don't want to declare something that I am not. But I really felt in my prayer life and in planning and talking and, and trying to give you information. I really believe it was the Lord that laid on my heart this very powerful thought. That as the year of 2022 would come to a close, the veil to expose truth would start being pulled back. Now, what I'm saying is that a lot of things that people didn't know before are going to be revealed. Things that were attempted to be hidden will be seen. Now, does that mean that the entire world and all the people in the United States, the Western world, are going to, the light's going to go off and they're suddenly going to go, praise God, look at all this corruption in the world and we're going to fix it? Absolutely not. My heart also tells me those that have given themselves over to the lie and delusion will continue to be given over to the lie and delusion. And the weirdness, the strangeness, the seemingly mental illness is just going to explode and multiply within that group that have chosen to believe the lie. Those of us that have expressed how we perceive and see will be vindicated to many people. Not everybody, but to many. And those that have been lukewarm, on the fence, uncommitted, some of them will have their eyes open for the first time. And we're going to begin a real powerful process of separating the sheep from the goats. Now, that's been going on for a long time. And I go back to what I said at the beginning of 2022, that we're going to be gradually moving to a time where we need to go into preparedness. We'd already learned in 2020, a church can be shut down on a dime. And the liquor store and the marijuana store stay open. Big box store, Amazon, they keep on trucking. And the little guy gets destroyed, the jobs are gone. And the money you have in your bank account becomes worth less and less as the government keeps spending money it doesn't have. The media tries to convince you of a narrative both domestically and internationally. And the same forces that have been at work for hundreds of years to encapsulate the world unto themselves will continue unabated. Next month, Davos, Switzerland. They get together again. And Ukraine's going to show up too. 
there's so many narratives that even good conservatives are believing because the TV told me so. And a lot of it has been a lie. And I believe there's going to be a lot of lies exposed. Many will deny it. They will refuse to believe it, no matter how convincing the evidence, because they have been given over to delusion. Now, tomorrow I've got more to share on where I believe this ministry is going. Keep me in your prayers. And, and for today, Wednesday, of course, we have our guest host, Jim Calhoun. And so I've given you my thoughts on 2022 and what we may expect in 2023. And so I'm going to ask Jim to, to kind of pick up the mantle here and talk about your views of this past year. And more important, where do you think things are going in 2023? Thanks, Bob. And it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. Well, this episode, if my voice sounds a little bit scratchy and raspy, it's because I've been out in wind chills that are up to negative 40 today taking care of cows. And I've got my toes frostbit and my fingers frostbit just a little bit. I'm taking care of it. But I also put quite a scald on my respiratory system out there breathing in that cold air while I was exerting myself throwing hay. But that's the price you have to pay when you're a small farmer. That's just what you do. And you have to take care of your livestock in this kind of weather because they can't take care of themselves. And I'm very serious about caring for my animals. And I did dress warm and I did all the proper things, but when it's 12 below zero with winds up to 50 miles an hour, there's an awful lot of cold that can get through even the best defenses. And I'm wearing layers upon layers of clothing and everything else but anyway i decided to come in and get warm and thought it would be a perfect opportunity for me to go ahead and get another episode of truth to ponder recorded for bob because i really do know that bob needs the help and bob needs our prayers he not only needs prayers for his health he also needs prayers for his ministry because there's lots going on in bob's life right now and he's trying to get everything in order as far as what god is putting on his heart And so, please keep Bob in your prayers. I really do appreciate that. Well, today I'm recording with one of my barn cats is in this room with me. So, if you happen to hear some background noise, like a cat rummaging through something or a meow or two, you're going to hear it. But I have a very young barn cat. No way I was going to have that cat out in this cold. Now, the adult cats, I built them a special enclosure. And they're all inside there, and they're snug and warm. But for some reason, this little guy was pushed out. So I took pity on him and brought him in the house. He's not a house cat, so we'll see just how much mischief he can get in. But that's kind of where I want to take this show, is just stewardship. And also doing our part to do what we need to do to care for not only what God puts in our lives, such as people and places and things and animals and situations, Just life in general, we need to take stock in just how we're treating things and how we conduct our day-to-day lives. If we put our faith in God and we rely on God and we're faithful to God, God has made a promise to be faithful in return. Now, that's not any reason to be faithful for God. It's just to get something back. But God does take care of his children. And that's the way we need to take care of our lives and our family 
and our animals and whatever else is in our lives. Stewardship is something that I see that's wanting and lacking in society today. People seem to have a selfish attitude, a me first. A lot of the people seem to be little princesses and little princes out there, and they want everything done for them. And they think the world owes them a living, when in fact, the world does not owe them a living. And some people, not all, but some, become homeless because they don't take charge of their own life. And they think that they're just going to be cared for just because they are them. And so all of a sudden, they find themselves in situations that they're forced to be homeless because because they haven't learned how to take care of themselves. But believe me, a few weeks out on the street, you pretty well pick up what you need to do to take care of yourself, I'm sure. And those that are homeless, not by their own choice, I really feel for them and I pray for them. Now, the ones that want to be homeless because they want to be part of that culture, well, I don't feel sorry for them at all because that's what they want. I don't know who would want that, but there is a group of society that does want that. And it seems like that group is recruiting more people to join their ranks. And so I'm not sure how many people are homeless because of choice or because of just circumstances. But getting back to my point, if you're a good steward of what you have, then the chances of that happening to you are much less. And so it's always good to be a good steward. And God does bless his children. He blesses us every day with just another day on this planet. But God puts people in our lives, and he puts situations in our lives, and he puts material things in our lives, and also he takes away people, places, and things from our lives. And we have to understand that that's all part of God's plan. And if you're a good steward of what God has given you charge of, then God will give you more because you've been faithful with what he's given you. And so that's what we all need to do in this upcoming year is become good stewards, not only to be doing God's will, but also in securing your own future here on this planet. There is a saying that says God helps those who help themselves, and there's a lot of truth in that. We need to do everything in our power to take situations and control them in a positive way and not let situations control us. And the reason I started the show this way is because I want to talk about some situations that I see coming in the year 2023. And it's your attitude and it's your ability to be a good steward and also to use your head and and use that little used item today among a lot of our population. And that's called critical thinking. Now, I understand most of the listeners of Truth to Ponder already understand critical thinking because people that don't understand that most likely wouldn't tune into the show. But I think it's critical in this upcoming year that you stay very much in tune of what's happening and what's going on, not only in your local community, but all around you. Now, I'm going to make a couple of predictions here, and I'm not a prophet, and I don't have any divine inspiration on this. This is just coming from my brain due to my studying not only history, but also what's happening right now in current events, is that I see that Russia is really gearing up to get very serious. And when I say very serious, I'm not saying very serious against Ukraine. I'm meaning very serious with all the Western world that has been sanctioning Russia and has been providing arms and ammunition and guidance systems and satellite imagery and everything else to the Ukrainians. 
because honestly, because honestly, there's a lot of combatants in this war. There's not just Ukraine and Russia. There's several others. And Russia has already stated that they're not going to tolerate it. And they've also stated that they are aware there's other, there's other actors in this conflict. Now, I'm not sure just how rash Russia is going to get, but I see 2023 as possibly a year of rationing and of being knocked off grid from an EMP attack or other kind of an attack that might take place. I know that Russia is growing their army and they're adding hundreds of thousands of new troops. And so to counter that, in 2023, I see some of the NATO countries starting a draft. So in the year ahead, I think that some of the NATO countries, and possibly even here in the United States, we might see a push to start another draft. And if we do that, all these Antifa soy boy types that are out burning things down and acting tough and running around with hoods on their face, if they think they're going to get drafted into the regular army, then all of a sudden they're going to be on the street protesting that. I hope none of this happens. I hope that I hope that everything that I'm predicting is not true at all. I hope I'm dead wrong. But I do see that we don't have the society that we had back in the 1930s and 1940s that would come together and fight a common enemy. Now, I'm not saying Russia is our enemy, because if you want to be really blunt about it, Russia has not been our enemy, not since the Soviet Union was dissolved. But the way I see it, the United States has been Russia's enemy. So honestly, I think we're on the wrong side of this. And I don't know why the both Republicans and Democrats both are walking in lockstep to give all sorts of money and ammunition and so forth to Ukraine. And I understand people are upset that Russia has no business invading another country. But if you're going to be that way, where were you when United States invaded Vietnam or invaded Iraq or Panama or Grenada or Afghanistan? So you can't have it both ways. You can't support the troops while we're invading other countries and then get mad at another country for invading a neighbor country that could do it harm. I know a lot of people think that I'm pro-Russia, and I'm not. I'm not pro-Russia at all. I'm pro-peace. I think that this could be handled real easy with peace talks if we had adults in Washington, D.C. But all we have are woke people and senile old men that have no business being anywhere near power. And so we don't have any leadership. And I'm not saying that Russia has better leadership, but I do think that at least they're not senile and they're not woke. I'll give them that. But to bring this back full circle of why you should be a good steward and why you should take care of what you have is obvious that if we do have confrontation between United States and Russia or NATO and Russia or any of our allies, we're very likely going to see food rationing and possibly gasoline and diesel and home heating fuel and all sorts of things may be rationed. And so you're going to have to learn how to use what you have. You're going to have to be very frugal of how you handle your money. You're going to have to be willing and able to do what it takes to do without. Because I have a feeling you're going to be forced to be without. And that's one of the reasons I've been stressing prepping for over a year. But I think if you haven't started prepping by now, you're likely not going to start prepping. So I'm not going to bring that into the equation on this show. But I did want to try to tie together 
the using the resources that you already have with world events that may spiral out of control. I know I talk quite a bit about our social decay and the transgenderism and the wokeism and and what I believe are the satanic things that are happening throughout not only the United States, but the entire Western culture has been infiltrated by satanic forces that have pretty much taken over, in my opinion. And so the people that are awake, not the ones that are woke, but the ones that are awake, that understand that things are spiritual and understand pretty much what's going on, I think are in the minority. And I think we're going to stay in the minority because lots of people like that comfort zone and they like to be told what to do and how to do it and when to do it and why to do it. And so they're just going to wait to walk in lockstep with whatever they're told to do. But those that have an independent mind, the ones that don't have that liberal hive mind type mentality, well, we're going to have our work cut out for us navigating through 2023 without being scathed by being hit with inflation or rationing or civil unrest or whatever might be coming. It's going to be really hard for us to escape that without getting scratched. And again, I think one of the best ways to prepare for anything that might be upcoming is to be a very good steward of what you already have. The way I see things is that the United States is in horrible debt, trillions upon trillions of dollars. But yet we have absolutely no qualms about handing Ukraine and other countries billions upon billions of dollars. Of course, it's all taxpayer money. And I really don't believe that the average American wants all these billions of dollars going overseas to protect a border, to protect Ukraine's border when we're not doing anything to protect our own. That's where I think mass insanity has taken over basically the whole government of the United States, that we're very angry about a border that's thousands of miles away, but we care nothing about the border that's allowing all sorts of disease-infested people, all sorts of criminals. There are some good people crossing, too, don't get me wrong, but there's an awful lot of people that normally we wouldn't want in this country under any circumstance. They're letting them in just all over the place. They're able to come in. And if you say that you want money spent to protect our border, then all of a sudden you're a racist. Well, I've got to say this, that the media has not been telling the whole truth about Ukraine and how Ukraine is supposedly this wonderful democracy. And Ukraine has outlawed all the political parties all but one. And they've also passed a law against speaking Russian in their country when around 30% of Ukraine is of Russian descent, and that's their native language is Russian. And they've spoke Russian for generations. But now all of a sudden, this wonderful democracy, they say, has outlawed them speaking their own language. And if you might say, well, they're in Ukraine, they should speak Ukrainian. So how do you think this balloon would fly if we would outlaw the speaking of Spanish in the United States? I don't think that balloon would fly at all, do you? Well, you can't hold one country to a different standard than you hold your own. And also, over 14,000 ethnic Russians have been killed, and these are civilians, have been killed by the, the Ukrainian armed forces between 2014 and 2020. And so it wasn't just Vladimir Putin woke up one day and said, I want more land. I'm going to go take a country. No, there's a lot of reasons behind this. And so don't fall for the sophomoric 
ideas that are handed to you by the mainstream media that Putin bad, Zelensky good, Russia bad, Ukraine good. That's the exact same thing as orange man bad. These people in the mainstream media carry on a very simplistic, but albeit false narrative, and a lot of people are buying it. And I really think that it's going to come back to bite us. Now, I know I got on a rabbit trail here, as I often do, but I want to put into context why I'm talking about being a good steward in this upcoming year and really taking care of what you have. There are so many things in this life that are out of our control anyway. But right now, I think that's on steroids. In a normal time period, we would have a president that was at least not senile, and we would have some patriotic Americans serving in government, maybe a few and maybe quite a few, depending on what era. But right now, we have a bunch of self-serving politicians that are making their families rich, that are spending money like drunken sailors with all apologies to drunken sailors, because I don't think a whole fleet of drunken sailors could spend like our Congress can. And what do they spend it on? They spend it on frivolous things. They're just throwing it away. Do you realize that most of the money that's going to Ukraine doesn't go to help Ukraine anyway? It goes into lots of people's pockets. And so I think the average citizen in the United States is being basically robbed by the government as you pay your taxes and they take your hard-earned money and they squander it. And a lot of it goes back into the pockets of these so-called civil servants. And I don't think we've ever lived in a time where All the governments across the world seem to be corrupt. Now, I know there's been corrupt governments since time began, and there always will be corrupt governments as long as there's a government. But so many of them at the same time, walking in lockstep, helping each other out, is, in my mind, unprecedented. And again, that's another reason to be a good steward of your money and of your things you have. Because who knows what these crooked politicians are going to do to cause a war or to cause a depression, or what have you. And then if you want to bring in the medical tyranny into this, which I can't help but do that because it is a very real possibility, and I do see in 2023 that they're going to try round two of COVID, and they're going to try more lockdowns and say there's new variants, bring that same boogeyman back, because it worked real well the first time. But If it doesn't fly this time, I think there's other pandemics waiting. And yes, I do think they're releasing them. I think it's really obvious that COVID-19 is planned by lots of people. Lots of people made a lot of money on COVID. And a lot of people that they wanted destroyed got destroyed by this whole pandemic mess. And Bob Bierman has talked extensively about his time with trying to help in that situation where he had to finally walk away because the CDC and none of the other organizations were telling the truth. And it didn't take Bob long to see that they were being lied to and they were being played. And so he just had to go home. And he's one of the few that actually could see through it. And he saw through it very early. And I know he was one of the first ones to come out and condemn all of this COVID-19 nonsense. And I know that he received an awful lot of flack for it. But the pioneers do get the arrows, and I do believe Bob was a pioneer on that. But I think that they have other things waiting in the wings. I think there's more nastier things that they've done this gain-of-function research, and there's a lot more Dr. Fauci's in the world that we don't even know about. 
They're behind the scenes. They're part of this new cabal of elitists that think that they're the only ones that should be able to have any power in this whole world. And they look at you and they look at me and they see us as nothing but useless eaters and expendable. And there again, that's another reason for you to be very frugal with what you have. Because these same people say by 2030, which we're getting one year closer to that, folks, that you will own nothing and be happy. Well, I don't know why they come up with that, but they stuck with it. I haven't seen anyone deny that they've said that, and I haven't seen any retractions. So I do believe that the corrupt governments and the the corrupt scientists and all the people throughout the world that are part of this new world order, I think that they are working towards chipping away at all of your family wealth, your house, your car, your savings, your retirement, and they're just going to squander it and give it away. I think that's very evident. And also, when you're talking about funding these bio labs that are creating these pathogens that are so destructive, it's your money and my money. It's our tax money that's going to fund these. So we are giving money to people for them to destroy us. Something's really, really wrong with that picture. And that's why I think you need to have more money in your pocket and have less money go to the government. I think you need to have the resources to survive whatever these people are going to throw at us. Now, I really feel sorry for the average people that live in Ukraine because they're without natural gas in a lot of areas. They're out of electricity. They can't heat their homes. It's very cold there. Plus, their areas are being bombed and bombarded, and and there's lots of gunfire and fighting. Lots of things are happening that are not good in Ukraine. And I can guarantee you that the average Ukrainian would want to stop it right now. But when you have an elitist government that's in their ivory towers, where they get all the money and all the glory and everything else they're after, they continue to get that while their people suffer. Well, they don't care about their people. They care about their own pockets. This Zelensky guy, all he cares about is his 15 minutes of fame and as much money as he can get. If he truly cared about his country, he would have sat down at the negotiation table and he would have negotiated a peace. And if that meant to surrender, he would have done that. But like most modern politicians, he's a spineless coward and he's a wimp. And all he's going to do is watch out for number one, which in his case, that's himself. And unfortunately, the world we live in right now, everyone is looking out for number one. I know there are times where I get selfish, as everyone else does. But I really try to watch myself. And after I get back from break, I'm going to talk about some of the things that I see coming in 2023 as far as the economy. And also, I'm going to give you some predictions. But to wrap up this segment of Truth to Ponder, I just want to say that I really think that the situation in Ukraine is going to get way out of hand. And while I'm not predicting a nuclear war or some World War III being fought out in full force, I do think that whatever is going to happen is going to begin in 2023. And if things escalate out of control really fast, well, yes, then 2023 will likely see us in a major world war. But if they keep it on the slow track like they're doing now, we possibly have 12 more months to prepare and to get ready for what's coming. But I really do feel that all of the lines have been crossed. I think that there's no going back I think the die has been cast. 
The dice has been rolled, however you want to put this. I do not think that we're going to get out of this situation with Ukraine and Russia without it expanding. And it seems right now the Polish want to expand it, the Americans want to expand it, the British want to expand it, as do some other mainstream European countries. They want to fight Russia. I know that in the liberal parts of government, there are think tanks that they've already produced maps of regions of Russia after Russia is destroyed and broken up. And Russia is fully aware of these maps and also these plans. And Russia's not going to give up. They're going to fight like tigers, just like we'd fight if someone invaded our country. And so I don't see 2023 being a year of peace. I don't see it going well at all. But that doesn't mean that it has to be a bad year for you. As long as you are a good steward of what you have, you keep learning, you keep researching, you keep on top of things, and you take care of and you prioritize and take care of what you need to take care of. I think that you're going to get through 2023 in much better shape than lots of people will. And on the other side of the break, I'll be back and pick up where I left off. And indeed, Jim will be back on the other side of the break to continue the program. And I want to thank Jim from the bottom of my heart for taking the time that he does. Listen, when you run a farm in Nebraska at this time of the year, it's brutal. And the fact that he can find the energy and the time to do it with all that he's been through is just a total blessing to me. This has been quite a year, 2023. I never realized over a year ago that I was beginning to show signs of a health issue and a health issue that probably had been developing for many years before and I just really didn't see the signs or the or the symptoms and it wasn't directly impacting. But as something like a cancer grows, it finally becomes evident and as it doubles again, it becomes really a problem. And little did we know when we made the decision to come to Virginia to show God's providence here. I'm going to share this. That in this rural part of Virginia and not far from where we live is one of the finest urology departments and surgery and surgeons that can deal with my issue. Getting an appointment in, in Florida and even where we were in Georgia, was it was hard. They wanted you to wait months. But here we are. And so I'm thankful for that. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider seriously supporting us as we are trying to get to the end of this year, be ready to take care of the bills going into January? If you would make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, mailing address is Post Office Box 510. That's Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie is 24319. That's 24319. Now on tomorrow's program, just a little teaser here, I'm going to look at some of the things that are so absurd, but the world demands you believe. Things we laughed at a generation ago, you're being demanded to believe in today or else you're a horrible person. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Cosmic Briss 
coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the Jewish roots of Messiah, the riches of your heritage. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Did you know that New Year's is Jewish? (laughs) That's right. I know it doesn't sound Jewish. The partying, the ball coming down, Times Squared, but it is. Because what happens a week before it? Well, Christmas. Now, it's not that Messiah was born on December 25th, but December 25th has become the worldwide commemoration and celebration of his birth. But then what happened after his birth? Well, the next great event was that he was circumcised. Circumcision was the day a son of Israel entered the covenant of Abraham. When did it happen? Eight days later, the eighth day, or the eighth day of their, the life of that child. Well, December 25th was the first day that, by commemoration. Then the eighth day is New Year's. In fact, in the Gregorian calendar, January 1st is a holy day. It's Messiah Circumcision Day. So what's New Year's? With all the celebrations throughout the world, with all the fanfare, it's a celebration of a bris, a circumcision of a Jewish child. When a boy is circumcised, there's a celebration. So this one, this life, this Messiah is so great that the celebration of his circumcision is global. So when you see all the celebrations and the hoopla, remember that Messiah is so awesome, so great, that not only is his birth a global event, but his circumcision. And the same one who's come into your life. This is the same one who's your best friend. He's become your savior. So live this year for the glory of him. Celebrate him who's truly glorious and awesome, who chose you to walk with him. Walk every day with him. That'll become a year of victory. Happy New Year's, my friend. Happy Circumcision Day. Now, the free gift for you. The mystery hidden for 2,000 years, the sands of Judea, better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, and it's real. The mystery of the temple doors, you'll love it. And Sapphire is your daily spiritual vitamin supply for victorious life in God. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real. He renamed Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in bringing the gospel back to the people who gave it to you, Israel, and the unreached peoples of every tribe and tongue. It's amazing. This is the farthest way you can ever spread the gospel. Through shortwave radio, you can actually blanket the earth with the gospel to all the nations. It's incredible. We do it every week. You can be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1, Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. So write the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah Rabino. Our teacher. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun guest hosting today for Bob Bierman. And Bob will be back tomorrow with another great edition of Truth to Ponder. Well, I've been talking about the year 2023. I've been talking about being a good steward and things that we're going to have to do to get through this new year that's just upon us right now. I remember back in 2020 that I was wanting the whole decade of the 2020s to be the best decade of my life. And that was my mindset as we went from 2019 to 2020. And after 2020 really started taking shape of as to what it did become, I couldn't wait for 2021 just to survive that year of 2020. Well, I thought, well, if I can survive 2020, 2021 might be a little worse, but at least they won't catch me off guard. 
And I was right. 2021 was a little bit worse. And 2022 has not gotten any better. As a matter of fact, inflation and fuel prices and everything else ended up going much, much higher and everything got worse. A lot of inflation, a lot of world events seem to deteriorate more and more each day. And so since about June, I've been trying to get through 2022. I can't wait for 2023 to start and hopefully things will start ironing out and straightening up during 2023. And I really hope that's the case. But I think 2023 is going to be 2020, 2021, and 2022 all put together, all combined as far as issues we're going to have to face. And I really hope that I'm wrong, but I do see pandemics. I see a lot of economic collapse going on. And also I see the clouds of war that are inevitable that something is going to happen that we don't want to happen. Now, to what extent, I don't know. But you can't put hundreds of thousands of troops on different borders and deploy all of these weapon systems and spend all the money and do all the time to do everything it takes to make war and not have somebody go ahead and start that war. That's just not how humans work. And it seems like right now there's nobody serious about negotiating a peace of any kind. And so if you have nobody out there talking peace and everyone's talking war, and you see all these weapon systems being shipped overseas, you see a lot of American troops being placed all over the world that normally aren't there, and all of the training that's being taken place and all of the different things happening behind the scenes that we'll never know about, but we do know that it is happening, that there's bound to be an incident that's going to spark something off. That's just my opinion, but I think that 2023 is going to see that spark off. To what extent as to how bad things are going to get? Well, I don't know. But I'm afraid that 2023 might be another year that we just kind of have to survive and get through. But there are areas that we can grow. We can grow in our faith. We can grow in our walk with God. We can grow with our studying the Bible and getting into His Word. There are things that we can do on a personal level that can make 2023 one of the best years of our lives. And that is the truth. No matter if everything that I'm saying comes to pass and there is famine and there's pestilence and war, if we are personally getting closer to our God, then I count that as a good thing because we're making the effort to go to the only place where there's true refuge and where there's true peace and and true tranquility, where there's true justice and true honesty is with Almighty God. And that is why I've said over the show several times that I feel like I'm a citizen of the kingdom of God before I feel like I'm part of any country. I've always been a loyal American, and I love America as it was founded, but we're not being run as it's been founded for a long time. And I do know that the United States government does not tell the truth, nor do any other governments. And they mislead us, and they do things that harm we the people. But the kingdom of God is there for everyone. Now, you may not choose to be part of the kingdom of God, and that's your choice. But that still doesn't change the fact that God has a kingdom, and it's righteous, and it's good, and it's wonderful. And I think that's where we need to focus our attention on 2023 as far as the spiritual aspect 
I'm one of those that think that the churches have dropped the ball probably for the last 20 years or maybe even longer. And it seems like that there's a head in the sand mentality or a don't rock the boat type mentality that has gripped our churches. And I think we need some boldness from the pulpits. We need to have some leadership spring up from the pastors of this country. And I'm talking about true leadership, leadership that's selfless, leadership that is God-focused and Christ-centered, leadership that brings everyone closer to the kingdom of God, and also and also is willing to take on some of the social things that are happening today that is keeping a lot of people from searching out God. Now, there is a flip side. There are more people, I think, today searching out God than ever before because people tend to seek out God in times of crisis. And people that I consider critical thinkers, almost all of them that I know, have become much closer to God. And I think that's what we all need to do. And so getting back to my theme about being a steward, you need to be a good steward of your mind and a good steward of your spirit and take control of your time. You might say, well, I'd love to read the Bible, but I don't have time. Or I'd love to pray, but I don't have time. You can pray all day, every day. You can be in silent prayer all day, every day. It doesn't take any extra time, nor does opening a Bible or listening to audio tapes or whatever of God's Word. If you're studying God's Word, you're not wasting your time. Because when you're studying God's Word, you're probably doing the most valuable thing you can do with your time. And if you truly believe and you do hand things over to God, then I'm not saying all of your worries are over. I'm not saying that everything's going to be perfect. But God will be faithful to your needs. And I have 100% faith in that. I could probably do three episodes of just instances that God has stepped in in my life and he's taken care of me. And having God intervene would be the only reasonable explanation of how I got through the hard time I was in. And so God's been faithful to me and I'm trying my best to be faithful to him. Now, I know that he never falls short And I know that I always do, but I am working on it. And I do try to take my time to listen to God's word or read God's word on a regular basis. And I find new things all the time. And lots of people have that same experience. They might be on their third or fourth time reading the Bible and they start seeing things that they didn't see the first time or two through. Or if they're listening to audio tapes or someone reading scriptures, They might hear something that they've never heard before, even though they might have physically heard it, but spiritually they didn't hear it before. And God reveals things to people in the time they need to be revealed. And so I think that that's a good way to spend a lot of our time, to be a good steward of our time, is to always keep God's word in the foremost of our mind. And several years ago, they came up with that WWJD, what would Jesus do, bumper sticker. And I think that was a good idea to do that. And I saw quite a bit of those bumper stickers around for quite a while. But I think we need to bring that mentality back. What would Jesus do? Or what would be in the will of God? What can you do to be stronger in the kingdom of God today than you were yesterday? And I think that needs to be our mentality. And if we'll spend our time and be a good steward of our time, 
in studying God's word and trying our best to get where we need to be with our walk with the Lord, I really think that's the best way to spend 2023. Now, I mentioned I was going to make some predictions, and I'm going to do that right now, but I'm going to bring things back to the stewardship theme as soon as I can. But I think in the year 2023, we're going to see, if not a complete economic meltdown, I think we're going to be in the beginning of it before next winter. And if this drought doesn't break in all the areas of drought worldwide, we are in for massive, massive trouble. Where I live, we only get 18 inches of rain a year. And that's not very much, but we're seven inches below normal. So we've only had 11 inches of rain in a place that is part of the breadbasket of the United States. And since our farms are not prospering, and also in Kansas and in the Dakotas and in Oklahoma, in parts of Texas, there's lots of things happening that are ruining the family farmers and their really, really hurting us economically. And if that drought doesn't break, 2023 is going to see some real ugliness in my part of the world. And so we all need to be praying for rain. We need to pray for moisture. It needs to happen because because where I am, we've only had three or four days of decent moisture since last October. And I'm not talking about October of this year. I'm talking October of 2021 been a long time since we've had a good soaker and every year in this area we'd have at least six days a year that we'd just get soaked we'd have a three-day soaker in the spring and we'd have a three-day soaker in the fall we haven't had a three-day soaker for several years and that alone hurts us quite a bit now what does that have to do with the economy well ultimately it has everything to do with the economy because unfortunately everything's connected And when one domino topples, others will topple with them. And so I see the inflation on our food and our agricultural products. I think that they're going to go through the roof because I think that our crops are not going to be very good if we don't get any rain. And that's going to really affect our exports. It's going to affect the commodities market. It's going to affect an awful lot of people. And that in turn is going to be passed down to other areas of the country. And I'm predicting that we do not get the rain that we need because we're either in a cycle that's natural or the weather's being manipulated to keep it from raining here. One or the other, there's something going on to keep the moisture away. And I don't see that changing in 2023. And I've talked quite a bit about Ukraine and Russia. And yes, I think that we're going to have a full-blown war. It's going to be a declared war sometime in early 2023. And I think it's going to escalate fast and get out of hand real fast. Now, whether cooler heads prevail and can step in and keep things from going totally crazy, your guess is as good as mine. I don't think we have anyone in the United States in power right now that has the ability to be a critical thinker enough to avert any disasters. And so if there is any diplomatic solutions, I don't think it's going to come from the United States government. As far as inflation, I think that inflation is going to rise at current levels or even worse. And so that's why I think you need to be a good steward of your money, because I think that you're going to need to be. And also with our power grid and our gas and oil situation, I see that we're going to have a lot of issues with our power grid this next year. 
I think gas and diesel are, are going to be volatile as far as pricing goes. I think there's going to be swings up and swings down, just depending on who does what, when, and where. And then as far as the pandemic goes, I think that definitely we're going to see some movement towards we the people to lock us down or control us somehow. And so when you look at 2023, you would say, well, gosh, that guy's a gloom and doomer. All he sees is bad. Well, that's not my normal nature. Normally, I look forward to a new year with gusto because that's just another year that I want to quote unquote make mine to make it the best it can be. Well, I think this year we're going to be very hampered in doing that. And that's why during the first of the show, I was talking about being a good steward and getting your life in order, getting your spiritual life and financial life, and also your health, your mental health, your physical health. You need to really work on getting that in order in 2023, because I think that's what you're going to have to rely on to get you through 2023. Now, again, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that all my observations are extreme, but I don't see anybody in Washington that's that has the ability and possibly not even the desire to make things better for we the people. What I do see positive in 2023 is that I think there's going to be more of a move towards God instead of away from God. I think Christians are going to get together and form different buddy system type groups as far as bartering and canning and just helping each other in their day-to-day survival. I do think that the human spirit is going to rise up and rise to the occasion where and when it needs to happen. And I think that's going to be a beautiful thing to see some of our society actually come together for a change. And I see that happening in 2023. But the only reason I see that happening is because I think that the powers that be are going to let us down that much that we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and say, if it's going to be, it's up to us because we're not going to get any help. And so to sum everything up, you can make 2023 the year that you want it to be, but I think you're going to have to work at it. If you work on your faith and work on getting closer to God, work on gathering knowledge and stay in regular prayer with God and pray for wisdom, pray for guidance, pray for protection. I think that we can get through this year 2023, and I think we're going to get through it stronger as a people than when we went into it. But I think we're going to be stronger because we're going to be tested by fire. As far as truth to ponder and my show are concerned for 2023, well, I don't know exactly what Bob has in mind, but I will tell you this, whatever Bob Beerman decides to do with truth to ponder, whatever things he tries to decide, whichever direction he goes, is going to be the right direction for this program. Bob Beerman is one of the best critical thinkers I think I've ever been around, and he understands life, he understands situations, he understands management, but most of all, he is very in tune with what God wants him to do. And he's very obedient, and he's going to follow what God puts on his heart. And so again, pray for truth to ponder, but know that whatever Bob does with truth to ponder in 2023 is going to be well thought out, it's going to be well prayed over, and Bob will not make any move until he knows that it's right with what that's what God wants him to do. And with my program, 
the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show is growing. And I plan to continue to grow it through the year. And I'm also trying to get better at what I do. And I think as I get a little bit more seasoning and more time under my belt, it'll get better. But I do have a nice core group of listeners, and it is growing, both as a podcast and a broadcast. And so I want to thank everyone for your support there as well. But me personally, what I'm going to do with 2023, I'm going to grab the bull by the horns, and I'm going to steer it the best I can to make it the best year I can. I'm going to keep a very positive attitude. I think there's lots of things that are going to be happening around me that's going to try to steal my joy and to try to get me upset, but I'm not going to let it. Because I know that ultimately God is in control. And as long as I am in God's will and I'm where God wants me to be, then I'm doing the right things. And so I'm in constant prayer to God for guidance of where he wants me to be. And I've learned a long time ago that God opens doors for me and he shuts doors for me. And when I'm really trying something that I really want to do, but the door gets slammed real hard, I understand it's time to move on. I just try to stay as obedient to God as I possibly can and try to stay open. And I pay close attention and listen for those times that God does talk to me. And also, I pray for the wisdom to know when God is telling me something or not. And I pray for discernment to know that it is coming from God and not coming from myself. Well, this program's been kind of all over the map because I've been reading a lot of news and been out freezing my lungs and doing a whole bunch of things today that's kind of got me, I would say, just a little on the tired side. And after I get done recording this, I'm going to kick back for a while and get warm. But anyway, I hope you got something out of the show today. I've really enjoyed presenting it today to you. And I would ask that you please consider donating to Truth to Ponder. And you can do so by going to Bob's website, which is truth, the number two, ponder.com, truth to ponder.com, and go to the support tab. And when you hit that tab, it'll take you to information to how you can support Truth to Ponder with an electronic donation. But if you want to do it old school and do it by mail, you can do it with check or money order, and you would write the check out to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, and you would mail to Truth to Ponder, P.O. Box 510, P.O. Box 510, Chill Howie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Virginia. The zip code is 24319. And your support is greatly appreciated. Well, I want to thank Bob Bierman for allowing me to talk to his audience today. And I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, stay strong, stay vigilant, have a happy new year. Make 2023 the year that you want it to be, regardless of the world situation. Keep your powder dry, but most important of all, replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.